Warning, if you're faint of heart or easily offended, this show is not for you. Oh, can, can you start <clears throat> recording? Because I have a thing to tell Tuckman right okay, now. Okay, let me start the thing, though. Okay, start the thing. I Make sure you don't edit this part out, because I have a few words for All you, right, sir. All right, so don't edit this out. We can start it like this, okay? Draw Vincent, a penis. We don't care. Yeah, draw a penis. All right. This is what goes on before we start the show. You're going to get a peek. At the mind of David Tuckman. Yeah. That's a very small penis with big yeah. balls. Well, I can't tell which end is the penis end and which end is the balls end. Hey. That's what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like. Okay, intro. Show. All right, so here's the fake intro since you're going to see all this. This is a Nick Fertucci show. I am Nick Fertucci and with Valerie Veronica Brill. And we have the infamous David Tuckman, commentator of the universe, broadcaster of the world. Whatever. Dave, what's uh, up? Little League hockey coach. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, uh, Dave, you're in L.A. Why? I mean, we're in L.A. Why are we Zooming right now? Tell us why your ass couldn't drive out here. What's up with that cat? Listen, you. <laughs> how many times are you going to talk about? You're going to talk about this studio. This is Whiskey Cat. This is a nice studio, You'll but see, you can't come in to yeah, see the studio. That's so awesome! Yeah. Oh god, I hate this guy. You're so going to see. You're going to see Salem <laughs> in a minute, and she loves when we get distracted and ignore her. Yeah, Not the cat. cat. I love that cat. The cat's all about that. Uh, because <laughs> weekends are tough. Like I just like I'm dad, and so you know this is boring, but. Uh, older kid had uh, hockey practice this morning at 5.30 in the morning. Other kid had hockey practice at 10.30, 10, whatever. Then I've got another hockey practice at 3.15 that I've got a coach. Ah. Makes so sense. Just, Sounds like excuses What to me, city do you yeah. live in? He lives in Pasadena. I've been to his oh. house. <clears throat> you have? Yeah. Molly, his wife, and I are friends. Oh. You, you live in Pasadena. Nice. You're not friends. My wife hates you. It, just, it was because we had bad sex that one time. Yeah, I'm sure, sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, in all fairness, Nick basically lives in a different state. Like, it's easier to be in Las Vegas than just in Nick's studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the traffic from L.A. to Orange County is a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> For sure. Yeah, I, I learned that when I flew into Burbank by accident that oh, one time. Oh, yeah, and today you're like, how far is it from Burbank? Because I'm like, you need a ride? <laughs> I and I just like them. went ice cold. I'm like, I'm not, I can't get you. <clears throat> So oh, he's getting rid of the dick. I wanted to know like which direction the man was standing or laying with that. The, you know, the orientation of the penis behind you. Lying down. Oh, okay. Obviously. <laughs> How did I not know that? I have a boyfriend now. You think I'd know that, right? You have a boyfriend? Yeah, I have a boyfriend. Oh my, wow. I've been posting him all over Instagram. I thought you would know that. I'm not, I, I, hold on, I gotta check now. I'm so curious. Yeah, he, he took me on a date last night, so there's a picture of him on there. How old is he? Uh, okay, over under 29. Over. Wow. I know, mm. right? <laughs> <laughs> That's shocking. He's almost 40. Oh, wow. You really went old. Okay. Yeah, I did. He's great. That's a good picture of you, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Isn't he a handsome guy? He's a oh, handsome guy. Hang on. I got to go look at your profile. 
Wow, I can't believe we're, we've turned the podcast into well, I mean, you're researching so, my boyfriend. You're so I go- also, googly over this. That's all we talk about. Rampage. It's not Rampage. What are you talking about? Boyfriend, I'm watching. It's Rampage. Yeah, my boyfriend's Rampage. No. Mm-hmm. Is it a story? Are you in story? Oh, my story. Yeah. Oh, it's Beardy Guy. Beardy Guy, yeah. Yeah, she likes bearded guys. I love beards. Beardy Guy. Okay. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. His name's Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. Look, I finally yeah. like someone and I, I know, to post cool. them on social media. You fucking glow when you talk about them. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want to judge. Listen, if you get it works for you, I'm sorry. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. So anyway, uh, welcome to our show, Mr. Commentator. Uh, a lot going on in poker suddenly in the last few weeks. And I uh, just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, is there anything you wanted to start no, with? No, do it. Do it if you want to go right into it or ask him whatever. I mean, we got a ton of stuff to talk about, but... Well, what, let's start with you. Like, what are you up to these days? You're just doing Hustler uh, commentary or anything else going on with you? Uh, I do a lot of stuff for ADD. Yeah, I've been in ADD in poker for a while. Um, we're going to Madrid in January. Nice. Live. And I do a show every Monday afternoon called Magic Mondays with a good buddy of mine, Nick Welthal, who's a fantastic broadcaster out of the UK, comedian and broadcaster. Um, he used to work with like James Hardigan and Stapes and all those guys. He kind of like UK guy. So when I was living in London, I used to work with him a lot. And we did a show together every Monday afternoon on Twitch, where we just basically, we do cover mm-hmm. 88 Poker's like main, like big Sunday tournament. Their final table is on Monday. Um, so it's on Twitch, it's pretty cool. And that's online, online poker, right? It's online poker. We have a ton of giveaways. Nick and I are obviously we, just, we have a lot of fun with it, and uh, it's like ninety minutes, easy, easy and fun. So we had this uh, conversation earlier regarding uh, poker commentary, and you've been doing. I mean, I was a fan of yours back in the day when you were on Live at the Bike with Bart Hansen, jumping out of the limo with your Blazers. That's the best intro. If you can find that on YouTube, it's the best. Uh, what do you think about commentary? Like, what's your favorite kind of commentary? Do you prefer the more technical Nick Shulman type of commentary? Or do you prefer the, like, Gabe Kaplan, like, color commentary, let the action speak for itself and and uh, ha- take a little more of a backseat? Well, you know, before he answers that, Dave's hot on this topic. He was some months ago because he and a few other people got dragged for their commentary. And I've never seen Tuckman on the aggressive side of himself and it was fun to watch man uh he wasn't fucking around when that was going on so but to the yeah, point i mean honestly i think this room for everything there we go that's better um i think there's room for everything um i think you have to know your audience like i mean you know it's like sex it's like pizza um you know you want a little variety and I, I just think I think that, you know, okay, for example, uh, those of you who watched Hustler Casino Live on Thursday night, that show, and that show called for a different level of commentary than the commentary would be on, uh, let's say, the billion dollar buy-in game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, I, 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 I've had the, you know, the privilege and honor of being able to commentate some of the biggest events ever. Like, I commented on the World Series Poker Main event. I commentated on way back when the full scale million dollar cash game. I commentated on our own creator game, you know, the, the Mr. Beast game. And I think, you know, you have to be open to understanding what your audience is on that particular day. 
and try to figure out, okay, what does the producer want? What, they, what does the audience want? And a lot of times the audience doesn't even know what they want. You know, the vocal few are not often the majority. You know, and I think a lot of people forget that. So I think, you know, I think the best commentators out there, just like the same vocal, the best vocal players out there, I think they're, they're adapting and they're adjusting uh, to the dynamic of the game. You know, so obviously, if you watch Thursday's show, you know, that, if I was going to sit there and analyze the poker, I'm an idiot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, thir- it's like Mr. Beast. You're not going to well, run solvers on what Mr. Thursday Beast is doing, show, shoving all in. <laughs> Thursday show was a shit show. <clears throat> that was with the woman with the her yeah, boobs were yeah. out, and she was so, like, "Yeah, she was the, great." What happened was one of the players there. What was the gal's name in seat one? She played with us. Yeah. yeah. So what a great name. <laughs> yeah, one the one who brought. Well, one, that was, that was Jamie. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. I know her name, but you know me. Well, she did get destroyed, but she is the one that's played with us before and brought a couple of. Uh, um, God, that thing is so distracting. What are you doing? What are you- <laughs> no, no, not you, my uh, our producer. We got stuff flying all over the TV, and I'm like, I'm following it around like a fucking like a cat, like a cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I'll try to get back on what I was thinking here. So yeah, she put the lineup together, and so she brought three or four of those gals, and you know, honestly, they were very nice. They they were very nice. They were very friendly. Not a lot of poker was happening. It was just some crazy stuff. Uh, w- seat seven got uh, a little, or eight or whatever, got a little wild. And um, so a bunch of people went on the internet and it's like, this is like the worst thing I've ever seen. I mean, she said, she said, suck my booby. My tit. <laughs> no, my tit. First it started off, suck my booby. Oh, it was? Okay. <laughs> then it evolved into suck, suck my tit. It sounds she was like drinking. a great poker game, to be honest. <laughs> For the record, I prefer suck my booby. Yeah, I think it lands better. <laughs> you know, she uh, started drinking and... And so she was in a hand and she was tanking and yeah, there was some hands that would beat her. I I get it. And she took a ton of time and I wasn't prepared to see like she had like three queens uh, just because of the way she was thinking it out. And I just happened to joke with her and go, what in the fuck were you waiting for? Now, in all fairness, I probably would have folded because I'm a folder, but she just looks at me and goes, what? Don't talk to me like she's joking. Good. I like my tit. (laughs) (laughs) And so everyone was like, we should get a shirt made. Suck my tit, Nick. You know, stuff like that. But, and then the other half of the people were like, oh my God, that's so crazy and fun. And the other half were like, you guys people, are going to go out of business. If people you keep need doing to this. chill out, man. It's Hustler Casino Live. Like I said in the documentary, like you guys just go b- bounce or dance to the beat of your own drum. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just one of those things where like, listen, poker is, the reason poker is booming. And there's no doubt it is. I mean, you look at the, you look at the EPT in, uh, in Prague, you look at the World Poker Tour and yeah, they didn't hit their guarantee, but I mean, the numbers were amazing. The preliminaries did amazing. Uh, World Series of Poker in Bahamas crushed it. You know, uh, you know. Listen, there's live streams popping up elsewhere, uh, and the and vloggers a lot of it, are killing it. Well, we had our first poker no, vlogger I mean. hit a million subscribers. Poker is booming, and it's just one of those things where you've got to realize that this is not like you know one size fits all. Everybody, yeah, right. It just, and it just shocks me that people are like, "Oh, if you do this, you're going to go out of business." Really? You don't think there's a market for that too? Yeah. Like right. just like we're having fun. We're not we're not building rockets. We're not going to Mars. We're not having it's not brain surgery, folks. We're we're, we're having fun. And yeah, we have plenty of shows that are going to be serious. And we have plenty and there's I think there's room for all of it. Yeah. Right? You know, they can't all be like just this like Jonathan Little, let me analyze a poker hand. And listen, I love Jonathan Little, but there's a place for that. And then there's a place for other stuff. And I, I think like, it's like, yeah, we can all do it. It's all, yeah. it's all good. Um, I mean, there's a reason why, like, if you watch, 
uh, is it Monday Night Football now where you've got um, you've got the regular broadcast and then you've got the Manning brothers? Yeah. Because people like different shit, and that's okay. Yeah. Right? That's good. By the way, I can curse on this show, I assume, right? Yeah, yeah. You can no, no, okay. no, no. This is a family-friendly <laughs> broadcast. Yeah, no, you've, you've cool, cool, let cool. hang out. Uh, speaking of family-friendly, so I'm wondering, so the video of going back, Bart Hansen and myself coming out of the limo with how many times? I mean, we know you've done it at least once, but how many times have you masturbated to Bart coming out of the limo? Me? No. Yes, you, Nick. <laughs> I was... I thought that was that was directed towards I mean, me. I mean, she. I hope so because you looked at me. I'm like, well, no, because I have a serious yeah, no, it was a great, Honestly, the fact that Nick said me was just perfect. Well, that was like done. Y'all <laughs> looked at me like that's for you, bro. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, it was at least once a week during the heyday of Live with the Bike, uh, and, right, and and during now, COVID. Now it's down to one. I mean, I'm having sex now. I have a boyfriend, so like, I get it. I get it. Down to once every couple months, but I that, still, that, it's still one of my top Pornhub searches. Right. And listen, it's still family friendly show because masturbation is okay, everybody. Listen, yeah. it's totally fine. Uh, it's normal. You're fine. Okay. We're not judging you at all. Yeah. God's okay? not judging You're, you. Uh, you won't go blind. Yeah. yeah. You might. And who cares? Nick's, Nick's palms are not hairy. So clearly that's not happening either. Well, I do grow hair on him because I'm back. You know, I'm a, what, what am I? Neanderthal. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm from, I'm old. So I, I like a little retro. So I put hair on my hands. <laughs> So cool. I figure if I could it's, grow it's, hair on my hands, I don't need anybody. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, you're, you're good. You're good. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, to answer your question, like I mean, like what do I it like? Means I like, like a little listen, hair Nick on Shulman, the bush. I love Nick. Nick Nick's Shulman? amazing. Yeah, I yeah, love Nick. We he's all love Nick he's, Shulman. He's so Who good at what he does. But like honestly, like I, I think you know, there's there's as long as you're entertaining, whether it's you know I'm learning and you're entertaining. I mean, Nick is great because he can he educates and he does it with a humor, sense of humor. So that's the reason why he's just so good at what he does, um, you know. I, but I, like I said, I mean, I think there's uh, there's room for everything out there. You, know, you just got to know when to kind of, you know. Uh, yeah, I agree. Except, and it's, except adjust, for me, because I got I got pummeled when I did commentary on Live at the Bike. Oh or, I mean, uh, you're Hustler. Ter- you're, ter- you're, ter- you're, ter- you're terrible. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you want me to do? I did commentary on Live at the Bike. I thought that was fine, but. Uh, yeah. Hustler has no room for new people. <laughs> Our They're, chat pros, they were they not, not having like it. They, <clears throat> yeah, it's I fine. mean, they were a lot of them were simping. I mean, I think. Listen, if we put a camera in the in the commentary room, they'd like you more. Yeah, True. it's just as soon as I open my mouth, that's the problem. Uh, that's really life. I mean, that's just. <laughs> I mean, that's probably what your boyfriend thinks too. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> probably, yeah. Actually, it's the reverse. But anyways, yeah, so I, I agree, man. Like it is, uh, and I think, you know, Hustler is just a, it's it's a different flavor. It's a different brand. I mean, something about it has to be okay because it's working. And I think our, I really do. I think our commentators, we got a really good mix of different commentators. And, you know, like Tuckman said, like these guys can get in a game and they know if they got to talk more. Like on Thursday, I think you probably just laid off. I don't think there was any room for anybody to say shit on Thursday because these gals were just chirping like birds, man. And uh, yeah, and a lot of people don't know, Tuck, that you uh, you not you broadcast poker, you've broadcast hockey, NFL, NASCAR. I mean, is that is that all accurate? Hockey I've never done, unfortunately, which is weird because that's the <clears> game I played my whole life. And, you know, I played in college. I coach it. Uh, but yeah, I've commented, I've broadcasted, uh, let's see, softball, 
ping pong. Okay. <laughs> Uh, softball, ping pong, NASCAR, NFL, Wait, poker. Can we go back to ping pong? Because ping pong is very quick. I play ping pong. I love it. How do you yeah. commentate on ping pong? What do you do? Do you talk about their emotional state? Like, what is the main focus of your commentary? I mean, I was play by play. So I had to, you know, you're, you're covering the thing. I was, I was working, I was in London and I was, uh, I was doing NFL for them and NASCAR at the time. And the producer that I was working for, who I was good friends with was like, Hey, we just got the rights to this ping pong championship. Um, <laughs> you know, what do you know about ping pong? And I was like, Oh, like I was an alternate to go to the Olympics for it. Um, is that true? Which is for, what the, you say. for the special Olympics you said? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, what you say when you want a job, you just say, yeah, of course I, I know everything about this. Um, and I was like, yeah, I, and, I, and he knew I was full of shit, but I was like, I can pull it off. Uh, you know, so I did a little bit of research about, you know, I think there were four, it was like, there were, there were four people that were in this, it was, you know, semifinals and then the finals. So, was, you know, that wasn't that many people I had to like research. Um, Do you research, and I like- had a, I had a, I had a color guy next to me who was a pro and I just kind of like, you know, you call the action. Yeah. The tuck in the booth. I mean, keep in mind, there's not that much going on. It's just like, you know, John hits it. Oh, and Paul hits it back. Oh, John hits it back. That's Paul hits it back. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What else could you say? Right. Well, I mean, yeah, and you come up with different flavors for it. I did a little bit of research, so I like looked up and I was like, okay, you know, what kind of shots are there and stuff like that, and yeah, you know, yeah, it makes sense, it makes sense, makes. Can sense. you um, can you when you like put the preview for the show, the snippet, like the thumbnail, put poker or uh, ping pong commentator extraordinary, <laughs> ping pong commentator ex- extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do By it. By the way, listen, I, um, and we got to do. Uh, we if anybody's do hiring show. for a ping pong. Ping pong commentary. I'm. I'm still. I'm looking for work. I would. Uh, I would happily do that. Vincent. I love. Listen. I love covering other things. I mean, na- covering NASCAR was amazing. I knew nothing about that sport when I went into it, and you know, I got into it and I kind of loved it. Um, you know, NFL. Obviously, I knew a lot about, but I, I enjoyed that, and I covered that for a number of years as well. So, what, poker has kind of always been there. What's something you would say no to? What's a sport you wouldn't do commentary on? Uh, how much am I paid? Your regular rate. Oh, okay. Is there a sport I wouldn't do? Because I think like something like dodgeball would be so fun. I don't know though. If he did, yeah, ping pong, I don't. Do I don't anything. think a, I don't. I don't. I can't come up with a sport. I mean, listen. I don't. I. I mean, as long as it was like somewhat humane, and you know, not really? illegal. Like I'm not yeah. doing dog fighting. What about like a I, super? I, I, I'm a dog lover. Like I wouldn't do dog fighting. No, like a like super seniors lawn bowling championship. That would be fun. I. Think. But I would do. By the way, have you guys heard of that awful thing? I'll, I'll get to your. I would do. Um, have you guys seen the uh, toddler fights at the at daycare? Oh God, no! <laughs> I would totally commentate on that. That would be <laughs> oh awesome. God. But I wouldn't do dog fights. I draw the line on dog fights. What did you say? Um, uh, lawn like I would do lawn like bo- a super seniors lawn bowling championship. That would be fun. I think that would be fun. fun. I, yeah, you, you make it fun. Yeah, yeah. I would do anything. I mean, I've done celebrity softball games. I covered. Um, I was the play by play guy for when the. Uh, Vegas Raiders played the Vegas Golden Knights in a celebrity softball game. And I did that. Uh, so while we're on the topic of commentary, if, if you're, are you good if I move on, ask him a question? Yeah, I just, the only thing I was thinking, my mind went to when you said the name of the show, I was thinking, make sure, Vincent, that we put a picture of him in the thumbnail with the penis. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that was it. Sure that was where my mind was. No, please so, move on. So you've been, you're, I mean, you are a legend in, in poker commentary. I'm your friend and I joke <laughs> with you, but you are like a very respectable person in poker commentary. So you also have seen the game of poker change over time. Uh, we've seen live at the bike kind of go downhill. Now they're live at Bally's. They got Garrett. So they're like numbers were up, but they're still kind of not as not where hustler is, but there's now commerce is coming out with one. And so like, what are your thoughts on not only commerce potentially coming out with theirs and how that might affect hustler or other live streams, but like just the game of poker in general and live streams, uh, expanding to other markets. I mean, I think it's really exciting. I, I mean, obviously, I'm very proud of what we've done at Hustle Casino Live. I think Ryan and Nick and, and the whole team is, should be really proud of themselves for for what we've done and 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 over the last you know two plus years. And I think you know flattery is I mean uh, uh, um, copying is the is the biggest form of flattery, right? And I mean, all these shows are coming out because of Hustle Casino Live's uh, success. I mean, there's uh, that's obvious, right? I, it's I, go, 100%. Is, is Hustler Casino right. Live the reason to, why Live at the Bike failed? No, I think Live at the Bike failed because, you know, their numbers were awful before that. Like, But they they had no competition I mean, I mean, at that point. Right, they had no competition and they still failed. I mean, let's go back many years. You know, let's not even talk about Mike Postle. I don't want to get into that, but let's talk about Stones. Right. I mean, we go up there and we work on Stones and, you know, I mean, it's been going on for years and they get, you're getting 140 viewers, 180 viewers. Well, there was a reason for that. There's a reason for that. The show sucked. That's right. The show sucked, but the person running the show was helping Mike Postle cheat and no. he was making sure eyes were no, not on no, there. That's, that's not, yeah. that's not right. It's not true. 100%. Listen, there's a, there's a live stream in Jacksonville. He has okay? Berkey. He's, and the Jacksonville, he's got a, and I like 100, the, 200 gamer, whatever game they were playing. He has Berkey coming in, Christian Soto doing commentary. Not one tweet about it not one marketing yeah, but, the, but nobody but no but the tweeting about it doesn't really work unless you have a following to build up you can't just like oh i'm gonna tweet and then suddenly everybody's gonna fucking know about it no it's but there one was those no things marketing where, there was no marketing i can go back to live at the bike when we when, when live at the bike had like a couple of big names and if they didn't add even like when live at the bike like pre-ryan building games or after ryan left and it was like oh we got 800 people watching the show i mean jacksonville has a has um the uh, uh, Jacksonville has a casino, and they do a great job there. I went down there for the Run Good tour. Shout out to Run Good and Tana Karn and all they do. They're amazing. Um, but, you know, they do a live stream down there. It's like 70 people watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it was just, I think for a while, it was just a matter of like, do people always want to watch this? You know, is there is there an audience for it outside well, of, the, you know, the, the world's burger? And I think clearly Hustler Casino Live proved <clears throat> that there is an audience. And oh. now everybody's like, oh, wow, there's an audience for it. Let's jump on the let's jump on the tail of this and let's do it. I think it's amazing because hey, that's just if anything, this just means poker is alive and well. And I think with competition breeds competition breeds greatness. Because now Hustler Casino Live, Ryan Feldman, Nick Fertucci, and the whole team, we gotta look at it and go, Hey, we have competition. Let's be better. Let's get better. Let's not rest on our laurels. And I think, you know, as long as poker is doing well, we can all do well. Yeah. So Couple things. <clears throat> One thing in the last podcast, I just was saying what you said. I I do think more poker is better for poker. I love poker, so I'm for it. But competition is good. And I was just telling Veronica that this 
just just the especially the talk out there about you know what it could possibly do to us all that it it motivates me like now Ryan and I are on the phone constantly going all right man like I'm motivated to get back for the marketing ideas and to take it to another level and I was saying in businesses even if it's not the poker stream business the worst thing that can happen to you is you just are on top and you don't have competition because you get lazy and and then you know you just get surpassed or you miss out on something um, and you don't grow so I think it's good but here's what I think this this is my honest opinion my honest opinion is the reason why the bike failed is because a they didn't have the management behind them b when ryan left they had nobody that knew how to put games together or run production and one of the reasons why ryan and i got together is when they had the market cornered they would not spend any money they wouldn't upgrade their equipment that was patched together given to them and you know that's how we met i'm like ryan why does this look like shit why does it sound like shit why isn't there an advertiser on the felt and they just wanted the the paywall which is another thing, you know, that HC- paywall was HCL, terrible. HCL, the reason why poker's blowing up is because ACL decided, Ryan and I were like, there's no paywall. We're going to get as many eyes on this show as possible in perpetuity, no paywall, and then everything else will fall into place. And not to mention, and I'm not saying this, look, if I look at Triton, if I look at Poker Go, their production is great. Okay, so I'm not a hater, but I will tell you this. I don't understand why all the money behind Bally's and you you can go and take a test for all the people out there that come back and say it or tell me it. You look at it and you're like, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't look right. The angles aren't right. And when you go to Hustler, you just feel like you can watch this for a lot of hours. And so you need to put that type of production on. And let's face it, the players and all the stuff we get dragged about, about all the nonsense and the drinking and the crazy players, people watch that. Just like you said, Tuck, like there's a, a market for it and bigger than most people think. And I think that's the reason why we succeeded and the fact that everyone else was doing it the other way. And now... We're coming out with free poker, no more paywall. Everyone's coming because they see the success. That's fine. I think it's great. I, I wish most of them success. There's a few I don't, but most of them I do. I hope the Lodge crushes. I think they put on a good product for the player base they have. I think their production looks fine. Um, that's it. Listen, I mean, it's great. I mean, I remember talking to Doug Polk about, you know, the Lodge and all that. And they, he literally, after seeing Hustler Casino Live's show, said, shut ours down, get it right, yep. and then we'll go back on. Yep. Like, we need to compete with that. And it's not, again, it's not, and I also think, listen, I mean, people who are watching these shows are watching them from home. You can watch two shows at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, there's for, nothing, of course. I, I've got, I, I don't know about you, I've got a, I've got a big, like, 33-inch screen that I've got this on, right? Yeah. I want to make sure Veronica's as big as possible. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> well, you're, and, and it's we like, needed yeah, it after her little sabbatical. Right. No, but it's like I, I would I mean, if I'm actually in the mood to watch poker, a lot of times I'm going to have I, I would normally if I was living in, in Europe, I'd be watching a stream and playing poker. Unfortunately, since I live in California, it's, you know, I'm watching two streams or whatever it is. I, I never have one window open. What is this like 1988? Um, it, it's just yeah, I just think it, it's good. And listen, no matter what happens to Hustler Casino Live five, ten years from now, wherever it ends up, and who knows, to me, it's something you look back and you go, hey. This was part of it's historic. This, this exactly. This this was hey, 
it just didn't exist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People want 8,000, 9,000 people just for a regular Thursday, Friday night. Our super you know, high 15, stakes week, we were at 10, 12, 15, 16 constantly. Every, every like night, we had 18,000. No, no, high stakes week. Not, I know, oh, but yeah. the million dollar cash game was like record breaking. 58 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. No, right, but, but I'm saying, but on Thursday night of super high stakes week that uh, uh, Billy and I commentated on, mm-hmm. we, we had a peak of like 19,500 people. I mean, that's that was... I mean, 10 years ago, eight years ago, whatever it was, we had to have like, like you would have had to have like Phil Ivey, Daniel Negreanu, right. Phil Hellmuth, right. like, it, like to doing that. And even then, I don't know if you hit those numbers. It just, so we set that stage and, and, and that's something obviously Hustle Casino yeah, the standard is set. To mm. me, more poker is great. Hey, I, I wish them all the best. Yeah. Um, you well, know, I want to touch on something that, that you guys just, uh, we were going to do it on our next show, but I'll do it now and I'll even do it again if you bring it up. So here's the thing. So there's the big there's the big stir about okay Bally's put together the show and then WPT and their numbers. Look, I'm going to tell you this: consistency over time is success. That's just a fact. Ryan and I both knew that they were going to get the views on on Bally's show when Garrett did come back. Of course, like that's a huge thing with all the controversy and and we which were- is really weird, by the way, because it was also Britney's triumphant return. And it's, it, people just didn't seem as excited about Britney. I don't know why. I think Britney's the the prettiest girl we've ever had on the show. By the way, but let me let me let me just veer into another back to the other subject. Um, okay. And Ryan and I both had it almost nuts on. We were like, okay, we're gonna probably have four to six thousand watching, and they're probably gonna have anywhere between like ten and maybe twelve thousand people watching. We knew that would be the ratio. And same thing with the day for WPT, who puts on a great broadcast, who had great big names playing, and we knew it would be that way. So here's what has to happen. So if you're gonna come into the commerce and, and they probably would do very well, you have to be consistent. You have to be able to put those lineups together Monday through Friday. You gotta have characters, you gotta have action. So we'll see if that happens and if it does they will do well. Here's the other thing, and this is a prediction from me. I don't think they will stream more than two times a week. That's my prediction. Why is that? Because I know, first of all, production is very expensive. And I was talking with Sue Kim, the owner of Bally's, about some business stuff and and his uh, assistant, not assistant, his main guy that runs the, the, the most of the stuff. And their goal isn't to compete in, in my opinion, in... Um, in streaming, he wants content so he could put it on his app that he can get real time, like some betting or something that he wants to do that has to be created, whatever. And and I, I don't think that and because on oh, this, the other thing that they know that if you're going to run five days a week and you're going to do it at a high level with people that are good enough to do it, it's 30,000 a month is what it's going to cost you to broadcast the stream. So you and they have the money. So they could do it, but they don't want to run at a loss because you have to monetize that show and you have to get eyes on it. I just don't see I think Garrett will play one to to two times a month. Maybe he'll play three if they put cuz I know Eric Person is is under contract besides building all these card rooms for them. He uh, is under contract to like do one stream every 6 weeks or whatever it is. So he'll come to the commerce through Bally's agreement and he'll get, you know, Robel and he'll get Anton so he'll get whatever and Garrett will play in that and they will fucking crush that day and maybe there'll be a Friday show that they have a really good show and they will do very well but that happened even when well at the bike it kind of happened but they could never surpass us um 
But I think this might be a little different. I don't know. We have to see what type of production they put out. I mean, look, Bally's, you know, with a billion dollar company, when Live at the Bike went out on a sabbatical and they came back for their big show, if, if I'm wrong and you just think I'm saying it because we're competition, it looked like shit. And they were playing in the dark. And that shouldn't happen. And then it never really got better. Uh, it got a little lighter in the room, but that's it. So they're going to have to figure out how what that secret sauce is. I know what it is, but they're going to have to figure uh, that out, right? And so... you, you got to buy lights. Yeah, it's, these it's are really the things. easy. Like, yeah, it's just buy, buy lights. lights. Like, I mean, like, holy shit. Tuck, it's don't just, tell them. I have two key lights right in front of me. Tuck, it's tuck, like fucking... Quit giving all the... <laughs> well, the visionary like light lighting. is probably just no, I mean, strong cons- enough. On- online consistency is such a big deal. I mean, I remember when Jason Somerville mm. kind of started to crush and 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 built a whole new a whole new thing with Twitch and people watching him every day. But part of the reason why he was so successful was just he was there every day. And at some point, he went like seventy days straight. It was just ridiculous, and he was just mentally exhausted. I, I do think the the. The five-day-a-week thing is very difficult from not just the production and, and cost standpoint, but also from a building line lineup standpoint. For sure. you know, People always think like, ah, I can't believe you got this guy again. He's boring. Okay, dude, we've got players like, you know, playing for tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on a daily, weekly basis. The player pool isn't enormous. It's not. You know? We don't have 4,000 people to choose from. So, you know, Ryan has got a very, very tough job to try to do this on a, on a daily basis. Five days a week, every single week. You guys take like three weeks off a year. Um, so it, it's it's pretty crazy to me that that's, that's the case. Yeah, people um, don't understand. To, to bring players in that are going to win or lose a quarter million dollars on a Friday, there's not a lot of those players. There just right. isn't. And you're going to see some of the same faces, right? Yeah, you have to. And also keep in mind that like I, I do think something you pointed out, a company's motivation. So I mentioned before that I work for 8 to 8 Poker and I've had for a while – we do live streaming with them. Their motivation is not to monetize their streams. That's obvious. But their motivation is to get clips. Right. And to be able to use those for social media, to be able to use them during breaks, and drive traffic to their online site. Well, that's basically um, what Bally's is trying to do, too. They want to drive it to the app. <clears throat> so you've got – that's what I mean. So it's a matter of like like any business. Listen, what are we trying to do here, right? You know, if you're if – you're, if you're, uh, if you're selling sushi and, and you can give away soda for free, okay, fine. We're not in the soda business. Cool. But if I can get them in the door with that, great. That's cool. Right? Why are we doing what we're doing? Um, and obviously, Hustle Casino Live is a different animal. Yeah, 100%. And Ryan's and I goal was emphatically to build the show that had the most eyes on it. We figured out how to do it. We talked about it. We we practiced. We, we, we beta ran our show probably for a month or two before we even went live to make sure it didn't come out with the difficulties and look like shit or sound problems or whatever. So it's just a matter of what you want to put into, the expenses you want to put into it. Look, we came in, we we thought we were going to be in the red for a while. It didn't happen because we, we took off straight up, but um, we put a lot of money into it. I put a lot of dough into it so we didn't like, you know, the thought was like okay do we want to put like a hundred grand into it and then upgrade later when we have how long did you by the way i I don't know if you want to get into it or not so what were your expectations going in from a business model standpoint how long did you think Mm -hmm. that you were going to be in the red and how long how long a runway did you have before you were like okay i'm done sure if we're not making money by month whatever so i put about 350 into it uh to, to do it right and 
I thought with YouTube, maybe if we could get like within six months to 10 or 15,000 a month in revenue that it would cut into. And then we were getting obviously paid by the casino. So that would offset some of our costs too. So I thought we would get in the black fairly soon, but not like really black, like kind of just there, go ahead. But was there a runway? Was there a spot where you were like, okay, yeah, I'll about fund a year. this for a about a year. Okay. But now here's the this. thing. If, if, even if I would have, Ryan and I would have broke even or maybe just making a little money. I still would do it because what, right? No, no, because, I know that because yeah, what everyone it. has to understand is we love it. Right. And if right. you're breaking even, that's fine. I mean, yeah. it's a business, right? <clears throat> but I'm saying you would have gone a year losing money. I, I would have. Okay. Yeah. About a year. But, but I also knew because of the casino stipend and that we can get a little bit of YouTube here and there that I thought I would be, if I went in the negative, it wouldn't be the 30,000 plus a month. I thought I would be negative maybe 10 just because okay. I knew what I was getting paid from the casino. I knew that, you know, we have a deal with them about some other things that we get paid on. And so I, I knew we could survive and, and I'll, to, to, the, to the bike didn't have that. When they, maybe with Bally's they did, but when they first started, they paid them 10000 a month. That's it. They had to make the money on, on the paywall or advertisement and they never worked the advertisement uh, end. So they did uh, the, the paywall thing and it's just antiquated, but. That was, and by the way, I mean, I don't want to throw live the bike under the bus, but I, I really quite enjoy doing it. Um, the original, you know, the original owner of, of live the bike, uh, Evelyn Duhart with Rick Cloward. Um, Bart you know, really likes they, her. But I, I hate her more than no. He, he does. hates he hates her. He, she's the one who gave your walking papers, Tuck. I've literally done I've done podcasts on her. Please, please um, allow to the point where they <clears throat> to the point when they when they were going to bring me back when Ryan was still there and Ryan was trying to bring me back. I had to like promise to like I had to have a meeting with Evelyn to kind of like you know water under the bridge and then he told me like okay you got to take the podcast down. Um, put it back. But up. yeah, no, I mean I just I've always thought I mean this was going back many many years. Um, um, <clears throat> pardon me. I remember when this is, I mean, and keep in mind, like we started the show in January of 2005, right? I mean, the opportunity for live at the bike, it's in the middle of the poker boom and there's nothing else out there like this. Crazy. The opportunity they had was a hundredfold what Hustler Casino Live had in terms of opportunity, right? Right. And they didn't capitalize on it at all. And they, cause they never wanted to invest in it. And I remember that first summer, it was, um, we were going to World Series of Poker 2006. And I remember trying to pitch to Evelyn and Kelly O'Hara, um, who was the marketing director at the bike at the time. And they had kind of, they had been working together. They were partners. And I remember pitching to them. I go, hey, let's do, let's get one of those like rooms, like Full Tilt had a room. Poker Stars had a room. And I said, let's get a room. We can have a live at the bike room and people can come on the show and they can play poker. And Bart and I will commentate and we'll send people home with DVDs. Okay. This was back then, you know, and we'll send them home with like little DVDs of like them playing poker. And I was like, this is how we spread the word. And they were like, whoa. And I was like, oh yeah. And we can, why don't we buy an ad on ESPN for a world series for live at the bike, you know, during the world series of poker. You know, they're let's let's advertise there. Let's advertise on ESPN. And they were like, "Do you know how much money that is?" And I was like, "Okay, you just don't. You do not see the runway in front yeah. of you. You just don't see it. No. You don't see it at all." Um, no. And they were just never interested in doing that from the start. Um, so yeah, I have very little. I, I I mean, Evelyn, I thought from a business standpoint was you know special, and <laughs> from a uh, 
but but also from a personal level, I, I would say that I, I I have nothing good to say about that woman. But anyway, we can move on. Okay, so to your point, uh, and I'll just I'll I'll pound it into the ground real quick. Is that's why Ryan and I have a show today, and it's because yeah. it, it's no, it's simply because. I'll give you an example. They they let Ryan go. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I was going to tell they, you. They 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 told they they had me listen. They had me go. I'm, I, who cares about me? They had Bart Hansen leave. Yeah. They had, I mean, it's like the list goes on and on of people that work for them that no longer work with them. Sure. And Ryan Feldman was like, the, like, like what? Yeah. It got to a point where Ryan was working double with uh, JJ was working and all these other partners that were silent partners and Evelyn who was in Florida. And he's like, hey, look, I need more pay. I'm doing most of the work. They didn't want to give it to him. They I'm insult- doing 95% of the work. Can I they, get paid a drop they more? Did, they gave him some insulting number. Ryan was beside himself. And in that same time, I was playing and, and getting to know Ryan. And I'm like, Ryan, I've said this a thousand times, Ryan. Why isn't there any advertising on the felt? Why isn't that? Why isn't this better? Why don't you do this? Why don't you guys? And he would just go at first. He was trying to be careful. And then he just like full blown like, dude. I'm so unhappy. These people don't get it. I'm never going to leave a legacy like this, blah, blah, blah. What would you do? Would you walk away? I said, well, I wouldn't be in something that I don't feel great about, but I don't want to make you go bankrupt if you you know, whatever. So he sold his shit. They let him go. They were happy to get rid of him and, and the cost. And that was it. It's over. It's over time, right? Done. And, you know, um, yeah, I, they had, Tuck, like you said, they had the ability to be a fucking million dollar, fucking multi-million dollar company. They, they could have been they huge. They could have been humongous. If I would I mean, have about You if, think about 2005 <laughs> poker, everybody. For those of you who don't know, 2005 poker, I mean, you're talking, it is, we are right before the absolute boom. We are in the yeah. middle of it. I mean, it is, it's cocaine in the 80s. Yeah. It's just insanity. If I would have okay, had poker was it was in it was crazy. If I would have had every my single hands, night if I would have had my hands on that show during that time, partner with Ryan Feldman, it would be a fucking monster with the opportunity they had. They had it all, and they fucked it oh. up. Oh, now listen, technology wasn't great then. Like live streaming was in its infancy. I mean, I still remember my first show there. I did it from like a friggin' I, I did it from a maintenance room. <laughs> I mean, I literally had I literally had one of their like maintenance guys walk in during the, one of my shows early on the first month and like grab a mop <laughs> like, while I'm I, working. I've been in that back room at Live of the Bike. It's pretty. It's yeah. it still was yeah, insane. Yeah, but you were back it there was for insane. different reasons. And by the way, I mean, listen, there were people at the at the show that I really, really liked. I mean, a guy named Brian who produced for a while that I was really, I became friends with. He was I had, cool. I had a lot of. He's a cool dude. Yeah, and everything, I like Brian. And I I wish him the best. Me too. Uh, but I was just it was just disappointing because like. You know, they would they would say something and they would wouldn't, and then like you know, it was just then they were like giving out ownership points, and we never got one. And then when Ryan left, I was like, what? Like, why would you? You're what are you doing? Yeah, it was just mind boggling. Yeah. But whatever, it, it, you know, you move on, and um, you know, you move on, and you live and learn. Yeah, one of the things is like I said, the the bike did not support poker. They wouldn't pay them more. They wouldn't lean into it. The 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 one of the main reasons too we we succeeded besides Ryan and I and the vision was the management, Sean Yapel. I mean, the guy literally made it impossible for us to fail. Everything we've asked him for that we needed was a yes. And yeah. he saw it. And uh, that's that's a huge part of it. You have to have, you know, when we when we were taking this during, when COVID hit, we were taking this show around, pitching it to the gardens, to the commerce, uh, to Hollywood Park. They just didn't get it. 
They they fucking yeah. didn't. By the way, get shout it. out. You know why? You know why I was originally fired from Live at the Bike. It's <clears> kind of funny. Uh, the first time I was fired from Live at the Bike, this was like 2007. So it's been going on for a little while. And uh, I started dating this British girl from uh, that I met at the World Series. She's a producer of mine, and I, I had done some stuff for them. I had done the million dollar cash game for this company out there through Full Tilt. Now, Full Tilt was a sponsor, but this pr- this production company had hired me to do the commentary for it. And I had also been hired to cover like a World Series of Poker, like daily news show. Anyway, uh, we were going to do, I, I kind of laid out the plans for the Heads Up Championship. It was a Heads Up Championship we were going to do at the bike. Okay. And we were going to sell it. And I came up with the entire thing. I, I made a whole Bible for it. I presented it to Evelyn and Kelly. And I think Rick was still there at the time, Rick Cloward. And I was like, hey, we can do this and then we can sell it and have it shown in Europe, okay, on the poker channel. And my whole thought was that if we break even on this, like break even on the production, we can make a little bit of money. But if we break even on it, think about how many more eyeballs come to our show, right? <clears throat> we can go from, you know, 500 viewers a night to 2,000, 3,000 viewers a night and, and then build from there um, how you do it. And... Evelyn literally would not. She was like, well, I don't want to just give it to the, them. They should they should pay for it, right? If we're producing this, they should pay for it. And then I finally got, I get the poker channel to agree to pay for half of the production costs. They were going to pay half the production costs. And all they said was, we'll pay half the production costs. We want the rights to show it in Europe and Australia. Oh, my God. That's it. You can have the rest of the world. And we will pay half the production costs. And Evelyn was like, no, we'll produce it ourselves and just sell it to you. Dumb. So stupid. And I, I was like, okay. Oh, and then I, I and while I was trying to negotiate this, she's screaming at me, telling I have no I have no right to negotiate. And then when I didn't come back in time and I missed a shift, she fired me. Never work with people. <laughs> never work with people who can't see your vision. I'm telling you, yeah. like that's that's one of the things like Live at the Bike couldn't see what they had with Ryan. They couldn't see what they had with you or Bart. Uh, if if they don't have the vision, you'll you'll never get anywhere. Yeah, I've had managers like that who like were poo pooing my ideas, and then I mean, look I at to, yeah, yeah, look at look at Bart Hansen's CrushLivePoker.com, which has been a successful training site right. for what a decade over a decade now. Um, the fact that it's in business over a decade screams volumes to how well he has sure, done with sure. that. How did a training site not come out of Live at the Bike? Right. Think about that. Like it's like he's literally using like it's like okay, you're making you're making videos. Why would you not create a training site right out of it? There was so much opportunity they had so much. that they squandered. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like you it was like they literally had like it was like the first pizzeria. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wait, what's pizza? <laughs> Nobody knows what pizza is. Holy shit. Well, I'm gonna make pizza in this city. Okay, but nobody's ever seen it. You're the first pizza place and you fucked it up. <laughs> How you fuck it up? You're the first pizza place. <laughs> So so let's go back cuz <clears throat> you you said something interesting so commerce is owned by Bally's The commerce show will be owned by Bally's not the oh. casino not, commerce. not the casino Big difference Yeah the uh. the the show they they cut a deal with commerce and they own the show not the commerce casino Okay, I feel like Wayne was talking to me about the, about this, where they want to have multiple different locations and just Bally's just play, does Bally's does and then just play poker 24/7 he mentioned that on this stream that they want poker 24-7. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a tremendous amount of work. Why not just do it in one studio just constantly? Like I said, uh, I had some respect. That was, by the way, that was originally Evelyn's <clears throat> idea too. 
they always thought they were like, oh, we can get poker 24-7, and then people are always watching it live. And then you just go, why not just, can't they just watch the show that just happened four hours ago? Yeah, <laughs> that this- paywall thing was total garbage. Yeah. 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 I mean, anyway. I, I think I could say it at this point. Um, I haven't said this directly. So the reason I was talking with Bally's is because there was a possibility that we were going to take over Big Bet Poker. Us, Ryan and I. When? When were you talking to Bally's? When was this? In the last three months, four oh, months, Oh, wow. Thanks months. for telling me. Well, you know, we just started talking again. <laughs> I had to fucking talk to you two months ago. Would I still have a job if that happened? Yeah, listen. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we were going to run both. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. I, Evelyn okay. was going to talk to you about it. Um, <laughs> awesome. I have hold on. Hold on. And, She's calling right and, now. And and I mean this respectfully. I, I I only talked to Sue Kim maybe two or three times and met with him once. Very kind, very nice guy, and very intelligent. But with that said, um, you know, streaming isn't their thing. And and again, very respectfully, because I'm not looking to. This is not a troll. It's not a drag. But I couldn't come to grips with like one of the things was I we need control of the lineups. We need control of production. We're not coming in there and putting together something that you want us to put that you have put together and and fail. We're not doing it. Like I'm not. We're not putting our high stakes poker productions name on this. But if you want us to come in here, we're going to strip this production and and try to be as frugal as we can. What if they came in and just? What if they came in and just bought it, Nick? Bought what? What if they just came in and said, "Hey, we want to buy high stakes poker productions." Well, I mean, we, I'll, talk, I'll talk to anyone. There's always a price. Not for okay. Ryan because Ryan will do it for free, but I won't. Um, but, but, uh, but there's always a price. Um, yeah, but it's not, it's not a low number because we love what we do. Yeah. And I, and I believe we're going to, you know, three to five X this. I just have a feeling that we have plans. By the way, I got a call from, uh, when Bally's bought live at the bike, I got a call from a friend of mine. I don't want to say her name because I don't know if she wants it out, but, um, but I got a call from somebody that, that I've known for quite some time and she was talking about how, Hey, Bally's just bought live at the bike. Um, do you have any live streaming, you know, ideas? And I, I, I really respect this person and I genuinely love them. So I, 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 I tried to give her a couple ideas and a couple of tips. Um, her ideas were not very well received by them. So she no longer works there. Um, but I, I did say right from the start, I go, cause I was already with Husco Casino Live and this was early on. I said right away, I go, they bought the, li- they bought the wrong live stream. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that was, that was, this was just months into our, but I was like, they bought the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, again, it has to be your lane. You have to understand it to to have success. You could be have billions of dollars behind you, but you have to have that. And you know, they got rid of Houston Curtis, who's you know over. You spent a oh, lot. Oh wait, of, what? They got rid of Houston. Oh, there's so much more that I'm not going to say here, but I'll tell you. Yeah. God, I'm. Um, no Houston. wonder you've stopped insulting him. He's gone now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll just. He's a yeah. sexy man. He's a sexy man, and uh, you know, he's a visionary, they, an Illuminati. He. he, he yes. Yeah, that's a good he, word for it. He, you know, messed it up, and I think there was some other things that were done that were not okay, and so now, um, you know, he's out. So I don't know who will be directly managing the whole thing or whatever, but I guess to my point is, is like, you know. Their goal in when I in my talks, their goal wasn't to compete like this. It was just to move things to the app and to do that. And they would not give up a lot of the control we needed. And it just didn't happen. But God bless them. And I do not have a negative thing to say about them. They were very kind. Uh, I enjoyed meeting them. And um, I can listen. I can easily see a scenario <clears throat> where with two slot with two live streams 
in LA that yeah. are both really great. I could see scenarios where more people travel to mm-hmm. LA, mm-hmm. and you know maybe they're on Commerce on a on a Tuesday, and maybe they're on our show on a Friday. Well, um, some of that's going to happen. I mean, that's if, what I mean. If, I think if, that, and that, that's great. If person puts together a big show and four or five big names come. They're going to be in town, and maybe they'll play. You know, we'll see. Right. That's right. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. It's no, like, okay, cool. No, not I at mean, all. If they're just looking for content, we're looking for content. Okay, cool. Because we also don't have a big game every night of the week. I mean, except for Super, Sty- Super High Stakes Week, we have to have room for Karen. Yeah, but I, I, <laughs> but I will say this. Think about this, though, Tuck. Yes. We don't have Super High Stakes like that week. But on a normal Monday through Friday, even our Monday and Thursday game plays big. I mean, big. No, no, they all they all yeah. play. Listen, there. Yeah. Compared to what we, I, I try to, I try to. Uh, People don't understand. I, yeah, I try to just let the the audience know, like you know, the definition of what a big game is now has been completely skewed. We are we are numb to many things in life, right? But we are definitely, as poker fans, we are numb to the fact of like, oh, high stakes. I mean, there used to be a situation where like, if one, if if everybody at the table had five figures at the table. That's right. Holy <clears throat> shit, that's a big game. Yes. Hey, there's a quarter million dollars on the table. Yeah. That yeah. used to be like, wow. I know. I mean, the million dollar cash game that I commentated on many years ago, and people would be like, oh, talk, there's inflation. Still, the it was a million dollar cash game because there was a million dollars on the table. Not a million dollar Total. buy-in. Now it's a million Total. dollar buy-in. And by the way, seven of those players, like most of those players were all, that's all money from full tilt anyway. Yeah, I mean, Tuck. Now they could keep. <clears throat> they could keep it. But there still, are people watching, even our chat pros, they're desensitized to the reality of it because oh, of even course. sometimes you know, we you're, are. You're watching a Tuesday game, and people are in pots for two hundred thousand, and they're and and they want you know like oh, this game's boring. Like I mean, only the min- the few. Like there's only the minor, like you said, the minority that speaks up. And I'm just like, do you understand what you're watching five days yeah. a week? Like this is I mean, high stakes. Wednesday poker. night show, <laughs> which went up against Garrett show. And we knew the numbers would be down, and we had Brittany and stuff. And it was a, you know, it was a relatively smaller game. It wasn't huge. I mean, there was. We started the game with like two hundred and seventy thousand dollars on the table, which for a Wednesday night show at Hustle Casino Live is small. Yeah. Um, by the end of the show, we had three quarters of a million dollars on the table, and Brittany had one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. I mean, that would be back in the day. That's huge. That would have been like a poker news or a card player write up. Yeah. You know, yeah, desensi- everyone's desensitized, but uh, it's the Wednesday. Yeah, but I think that's because of us, personally. You know, you know, yeah. I mean, well, I will say no. That that's not true. If you watched high stakes poker, that was some that was some high stakes good poker. That's still my it was, fa- but that's that, still my but keep favorite mind, poker. High show. stakes poker, you know, which which obviously Maury Escondani he produced with a great team behind great him show. and, and Maury. Uncle Maury is is the greatest. I, I love him. Yeah, as, I love him like a dad. I mean, he is genuinely one of my favorite people in the entire world, not just poker world. Yeah. Um, and they put an amazing, amazing show together. Yes. The characters on that show, Loved the it. money, the bricks of cash. But the crazy thing is, you look at that now. That's a Friday night for us. I know. In terms of money, of course. In terms of money, that's the crazy thing. No, we're not getting every Friday night. We're not getting you know Sammy Farhar and Doyle Brunson and God, you know Daniel Negreanu. We're not getting that kind of a lineup every Friday night. But the money is the same, which is insane. Yeah, yeah, it is insane. Yeah, uh, it's a it's it, it it's just a, a funny time in poker. A very exciting time. Um, we'll see how how it all lays out and hashes out. Um, I think it'll all work out fine for everybody in the end. 
listen, I, I've had conversations with a lot of my buddies. I remember a few years ago, uh, a good friend of mine um, who lives up in upstate New York in Rochester used to tell me how he thinks poker is dying. And I, and I said to him, I said, I what? don't know, dude, I, I, I travel around the world. But I, there was a point where it looked like, I mean, this was uh, live streams weren't really, there were no live streams or anything. And people were going, ah, I don't know, the numbers aren't great. Mm-hmm. And WSOP numbers, maybe they're not like, you know, they're not going up each year anymore. Um, and, and I was just like, I don't know, maybe it's just an- anecdotal, but I'm, I'm traveling around the world with 888. I'm going to Brazil and I'm going to all these different countries and Every time I go into a casino, the poker rooms are are, are buzzing. Um, yeah. And then, you know, fast forward a few years and we've got these poker clubs all around the country now. Right. And I don't think poker has ever been healthier. Yeah. And by the way, this is still without online poker being legal in America. Yeah, this is, is the poker, imagine, imagine this if is poker, poker boom 2.0. Call it what you want. And here's the other thing, Tuck. I think live poker is going to get even more popular, including tournaments, because I don't think you can really safely play online anymore, anywhere. I, no, I can, really yeah, don't. That's a, that's a whole other conversation, but yeah. I think there's, it's all the conversation, but I think, you know, obviously online sites have a, have a, have a they have a, a tough road ahead of them to just, you know, figure can, out how to I make, can name four, make online poker. Four people that people, I'm not going to, that people would know that will not play online anymore. And they've, they've now evolved into live players where they never played live before because they just can't trust it, especially at that level they play, you know? Yeah, there's, there's, um, it, it's tough. And that's obviously a whole other conversation we could have. But I, I think, you know, like I said, you, you look at poker and you, and you look at the excitement about it. And it's funny, you know, we look at the poker boom back in, you know, back with the WPT and, and Chris Moneymaker and Rounders. And we can kind of look at a lot of different things, yeah. like what caused that first poker boom. And you go, okay, Rounders. Uh, WPT on the Travel Channel, Chris Moneymaker uh, winning with Lon McCarron and Norman Chad and the ESPN and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a perfect storm with with Esai and PokerStars and all that stuff. Um, and then today's Poker Boom, we look at live streams, Hustler Casino Live yeah. on the forefront of that, and you know Andrew Nemes and the Brad Owens of the world and the and the Jason Somervilles of the world who were streaming online and and doing poker vlogging, yeah. and it's just kind of given birth to a whole new poker boom which is kind of exciting i think it's very exciting and there's there's i think there's the the trajectory is still going straight up in my opinion yeah yeah val what do you got yeah so i guess like we're very aware of all the um talk that's going around on twitter right now regarding home games and cheating and poker cheating and like tuck you and i we were supposed to do commentary together like a couple days after I went public with the Mike Postle cheating and like we you and I have seen so much stuff come out in like people accusing others of cheating, legitimate cheating, online cheating. It feels like no there's no vindication in poker. Like there's nothing is happening as far as like um justice for people who've been cheated. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are on like how we can evolve as a sport without like getting into the details of the like latest cheating poker, scandal. Poker's, which, poker's not a sport. Well, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. How, how can we get to a place where like you, you can't get away with cheating because now you can cheat. No one's going to arrest you. Nothing happens. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, you've first been off, around by the, the way, world, like you, you're, you're yeah. involved in a lot of yeah, yeah, circles. Totally. Yeah. So first up, uh, it, it's interesting. So I remember when you came out with the Mike Postle thing, and I remember you, you and I talking uh, the few weeks before. He's like, you couldn't and... have waited two days. 
<laughs> well, that was that was literally the text thing. We're going back and forth, going. So you want to wait until we get the commentate together, or no? Because like I used to come up to Sacramento. I used to come up to Sacramento like once. I used to come up to Sacramento like twice a year, and I would commentate, and then we'd go, we'd go, we'd go party in in, in Sacktown. It was really fun. Like we had a great we time. We had so much fun. It was so much fun. We'd go dancing. We'd go drinking. It's a, it's a fun town. And, and not just me and Tuck. Like the whole group. Right, right. A whole like right. table. Full Sometimes of just yeah. us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, those are fun too. But no, it, it was just it, it was such a good. We had such a good time. Yeah. And I just like, you know, I didn't make any money going up there, but I, I went up there and I had a good time. And I was like, ah, you couldn't wait two more days because, and not only I was like, not only we're not going to do it now, but I was like, I don't know when we're going to do this ever. Yeah. Like, when yeah. am I going to go to Sacramento again? Why yeah. would I go to Sacramento? Right, right. Yeah. Um, and and that was kind of sad. I was like, ah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's. The cheating. Um, okay, so I, I play hockey my whole life, and I think in hockey, a lot of times the game has got to be policed by their own. It just—it's the way hockey has been. It's always been. Um, it's one of the reasons why people who don't understand hockey are like, "Oh, fighting needs to come out of the game." Okay, cool. Nobody who's played the game at a high level thinks that. You know, it's just that's part of the game because there's policing. Um, you know. You play hard, you work hard, but if you're cheat, if you're if you're dirty, and if you do something the wrong way, you'll answer for it. And, and I think that poker just needs to do the same thing. We need to be more comfortable calling out cheaters, um, uh, whether it's you know I know Sean Deeb has no problem with that. Um, I remember when um, uh, Elia Lesra uh, hadn't paid him for quite some time, and Sean Deeb called him out, and I had him on the pot, I had him on the podcast, and we were talking about it, and and I went out to Ellie, and I was like, he was like, yep, it's true. He gave me a statement to read, and then he said, "I don't want you to read the statement." But you know, and, and Ellie and I are good friends, and they're by the way, they've 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 reconciled, and they're good now. But I just think I think it needs to become normalized where if you loan somebody money and you didn't get paid, and it's been too long, yeah, call them out. Yeah. Now I understand that the fear of that because if you call them out, you're like, "I'll never get paid." I'm gonna that's, just come out and say it. That's you're different not getting, than cheating. You're not getting paid. No, but that's not that's that's part of it though. That is part of it. Okay. If you if if it's cheating if it's cheating or you're getting stiffed or if you you bought a piece of somebody in a tournament and they didn't pay you or you bought a piece of somebody in a tournament and they didn't play the tournament that's all unethical shit so, that goes but, on in the poker world and it all is, needs to be called out. What you're saying we is what to, we're doing right now. That's what we're yeah. doing. But, and you ostracize that person from the poker community. I I hate legally it. no. I, hate, we have, I mean, there's no recourse legally. I hate that there is no recourse. I hate that the DOJ didn't do anything to Stones. I hate that like all this shit goes online and these players are still showing up and playing at the World Series of Poker. I, I I get it. I get it. But it's just well, that's the thing. I do think that I would love to see. I would love to see some sort of some sort of a, a, a managing body. I know Jason Kuhn talked about this a little bit and I love Kuhn. He's like one of my favorites. Um, so much respect for that guy and, and what he's been able to accomplish in his life. Um, I think that there some sort of like standing body of, of respected poker players and, and maybe tournament directors and that are like, Hey, we are, we're the council. And and I'd love to see guys like Mike Possibly like no you can't play, sorry. Is, didn't um, they I, I remember the, by the way the World Series Poker yeah. the World Series Poker Bahamas the guy who got arrested for like breaking into thirty homes 
was they, told by Atlantis to go home. Yeah. And the World Series of Poker honored that. I'd love to see a situation where the World Poker Tour and the EPT and the World Series of Poker and live streams and commerce and, and hustler would all work together and be like, no, that guy's a cheat. He cheated here. We have evidence of it. He shouldn't play in your casino also. Because that's that just benefits everybody. Because it doesn't benefit anybody if I can if I can cheat if I can cheat at the World Series of Poker or if I can cheat at Hustler and okay, cool, I'm eighty six from those places, but then I go I go play somewhere else. That doesn't help anybody. Right. So I would love to see that. That's that's to me that's the fix. I think we I ostracize think, them and then we do that. I think if something happened like that, it would be good. And I think the only caveat that would have to be added is it has to be really founded. Because there's a lot, yeah. there's a lot of people out there slinging a lot of mud that isn't true, and you wouldn't want uh, a rogue board to just be overzealously doing that. Because I do believe that. It, look, it, there has to be proof. There just does. There no, has to of be. course. Listen, listen, listen. You you call somebody a cheater in our business, you're cutting off their head. Yep. I mean, you're you're literally just cutting off their head. They're, they're done. So yes, this needs to be. And listen, I mean, obviously Veronica knows this as well as anybody. You know, it took you a while to come out with the Mike Postle thing because you were like, I need to be sure. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna end somebody's and destroy somebody's Even life. Even when I, when I went public, I still wasn't 100% sure. I just needed another set of eyes on it because I felt very gaslit by the casino. And a lot of people were like, well, you know, in a vacuum, it's fine, you know. So I needed eyes on it. I needed eyes that were better at the game than me. Because no right. one was and, and my, my point is that, yes, Nick, you're 100% right. Yeah. Well, so, it absolutely. It has to be found that it has to be. There has to be. But I'm, I'm talking about like you have some really, really well-respected people on this board. You've got like Nick Schulman types. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've got people who are just respected. You got respected. And it's one of those situations where it's like, hey, OK, this is not a, like, oh, I hated that person because, you know, they slept with my they slept with my girlfriend. Um, it's not that. It's it's listen, you're ending somebody's livelihood. OK, well, we better really know. Well, OK, I so, you know, whether it's a Mars yeah. Or whether it's a Mike Postle, um, you know, it has to be really, really, yes. you know, it has to be really founded, and right? Like so, and and and, and, and to me, to that point, and obviously, we can't bring this up without bringing up Robbie and Garrett. Yeah. Um, to me, I think there are a lot of people out there who are still like, I don't, I don't know, and if you don't know, then you can't, you can't, you can't ban somebody. You have so, to know. Like with Mike Postle, we all know. Yeah. There's so, no, you know. Okay, so my point to this is that. What ended up happening in in my situation, the Mike Postle situation, is I got sued. Uh, I had to get help to pay my legal bills. Thank you, Bill Perkins. But in the end, the only people who made money were the lawyers. And I had to take on the burden of financially trying to help myself. Whereas if there was an established legal uh, recourse... I did. I would not have to like go and get a lawyer and sue him, or try to sue the casino, uh, or try to get like eyes on it another way. It w I, there welcome, would be a listen, legal body actually responsible for that. Like you can't go to a bank and steal money and then have like the bank <laughs> go and sue you in civil court to get it back. Like there's there are legal uh, ramifications to what you're doing, but in poker there aren't. And then the people who are cheated are left with the burden of trying to get justice and it's I mean, really at the end unfair of the day, it's, it is unfair but it's okay it's life that, i mean that's listen no, the, the problem it's not is life. Listen. it's not love you can't be my fucking lawyer you know what i'll just tell the truth i really feel like my fucking lawyer 
like vacuumed up all that money from Bill Perkins and did very little. Can I? And can it pisses I, me off I to say this day because quick? Bill was so fucking generous and Bill think, really show, wanted Nick? to get to the bottom of it. And my fucking <laughs> lawyer, I I don't care. I'm I'm not happy with sure, the sure. outcome of that. Let me let me say this very carefully. What Tuck, I think, means, and I would second this motion, is the reason why that's life. It doesn't mean that's life too bad. The reason he says that's life is I can give you an example. I've been uh, attacked uh, legally one time, and if I didn't have the resources to protect myself, I would have got buried and went out of business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw a lot of people by that same person who did it, who didn't have the resources that literally got crushed. Yeah. Now, with that said, my first attorneys, who I'll even say it is Ackerman, which is a huge attorney's firm, fucking overbilled me like you couldn't believe. And I actually got most of the bill discredited because it was bad. And they weren't putting the, the they weren't putting in the effort that they should have. They were too big. And so when he says that's life, it's because it fucking happens oh, so much. No, no, of course not. Oh, no, of course not. I'm saying, but that's system, that's the way it is. And it happens so many times. And that's what's wrong with the system is sometimes the people that don't have deep enough pockets just get fucked. That's my point. Of course. That's my point. We shouldn't have the ability to fuck each other in poker and have no recourse unless you're rich and have deep pockets and can sue these people and potentially get your money back. But it's even hard to sue in civil court. Because it's so hard to prove how someone's cheating in poker. Veronica. I don't want to sound patronizing, but um, I'm going to uh, at the end of the day, it's just like that's that's the world we live in. You know, our, right, our, the, 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 people who, question, the people who make the laws know nothing about I understand. our world. My whole question was not, hey, this is life. And why is life unfair? My question is, is there a world where we could bring poker to a place where we can have justice be served for with cheaters? My point was not like, oh, woe is me. Well, to me, the first, like I said, the first, the first step, the very first step is, can we police our own at least first? But I feel like we're right doing now we don't, that we, right and now we're we not don't doing even a great do job. We do a terrible job. What are you talking? We do terrible. I, we literally do a terrible job. I could get, I could cheat at one casino and then go play at a different casino. And right. we do a terrible job on the other end. And too many people who are never going to do anything are labeling people things they didn't do. So on both ends of it, we're doing a very bad job. So it's just like, I mean, if we can't police our own, we're going to expect... You know, we're going to expect like, you know, the gaming commission, uh, you know, congressmen and women to like who have no idea what poker is, except for the fact they're like, I, I don't know. I had it on ESPN once I watched it. Oh, Norman Chad is funny. How many wives does he have? Like, they just don't know. So, you know, like it, it, from a legal perspective, I, I just think that it's, you know, pie in the sky thinking to think that that's ever at this point, at least going to be fixed it's just like okay cool good luck you may not know good this tuck i don't know if you do i don't know what's been said around around our place but um us through the casino because it's in the casino contacted the california gaming commission when jack four happened to proactively tell them this is happening here's what we're investigating if you're interested in it come help us because maybe whatever they weren't interested and they weren't interested they just said well do you have like absolute proof we said no we're trying to figure it out and they're like well and and we said uh we even said to them like they're like uh, i think the casino even said to cya like it's okay to keep continue and they're like yeah keep playing yeah the doj when they came to my house to investigate the mike possel stuff they were like yeah so they're like simpsons police yeah so were they signaling each other like what was going on i'm like what the fuck are you talking about that's what i'm saying like these people unfortunately the the vast majority (laughs) the vast majority of those people they know poker from like you know from some james bond movie yeah they just so they uh, uh, 
It's like so one of the greatest poker scenes ever, though. You have to admit. Which one? <laughs> the James Bond poker scene. Oh my god! Yeah. Like, what was ooh, it like? Yeah. Straight flush versus quads or something? Yeah. Straight flush versus quads versus bigger like royal flush. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you come up with a stupider one. I'm like, you know, I, I just I, I want to see a movie where like you know the guy with nine high wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he called correctly with nine high. Because like, I knew you had a six five. Yeah, I, don't think, <laughs> I knew it. I don't think you could go lower than calling with Jack high. I think that's the limit, don't you think? Nine, no, nine is no. like pushing it. <laughs> I want to see the oh. savage calling with nine high. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, yeah, it's just. Um, I mean, listen. In a perfect world, I'd love to see you know people who have wronged people in the poker world uh, face. Hell yeah. You know, face the music, so to speak. But. Uh, again, like I don't even know, like Mike Posso, for example, is he even banned from casinos? No, 86? he's he's playing in casinos. I yeah. mean that that tells you everything you need to know. The fact that Mike Posso is playing in casinos tells you everything you need to know. Okay, that's that's it. He's allowed to play in casinos, so we can't even police our own. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. You know? I wasn't. I was, and I know. Listen, he wasn't guilty. Yeah, either was OJ. <laughs> they had more evidence on OJ than if they actually had him on videotape doing it. I'm right. not kidding. And no, that's not. just life. Like again. Well, you know, right? You were actually in the. You were in the force. Yeah, I, I, I knew a lot about that. Um, I was not. I was just a businessman. I wasn't into any of the poker stuff. I wasn't on social media. So I knew nothing about the Apostle thing. To this date, I still don't, except, no, for, uh, except, for, except for the fact of what happened. And what, I don't even know why I he put, got I, me I, as Listen, a I, I put out about an eight-hour podcast if you want to listen, if you've got nothing to I don't to know why he hours. got me as a co-host because he didn't even know I was on Poker After Dark. He didn't know that I was the Apostle I, di- I didn't know that when we first started doing it. He didn't know anything. <clears throat> I'm, that's why you know I'm sincere when I say I don't know anything about it because I wasn't in it. It's not like I'm going to go back retro. I'm not going to go back retro and take some fucking boot camp to figure out all the <laughs> shit that happened while I wasn't no, no, in okay. poker. That's no, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. He's yeah. not but that's, that's the problem. Though. The fact that hustler. he's not. The fact that somebody like that can go play. Okay. You know, like, like so, we don't take uh, care of our. We don't even do it. We don't even do it ourselves. I, I think we're, are we close to time? Because I just wanted to shift a little bit. Go ahead, because I got a couple things I want to ask him to. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay, they're about well, HCL. Of course they are. <laughs> How much do you love your boss sitting here, Nick? No. Um, so Nick and I uh, historically have never gotten along. Um, and, and if you were, let's say, D- Dr. Tuck, the psychologist, the marital counselor um and you were listening to us you you know both of us um what kind of advice would you give us to try to get along in future episodes we have three strikes on us right now so yeah this is our third attempt you know guns and roses only got back twice so we're we're i saw guns and roses a few years they're great yeah they're so good so i was talking to a marriage counselor uh, not for myself, just a friend of ours that's a marriage counselor. And I asked them, I said, hey, what do you do when like somebody comes in and like you're just like and they said they were honest. They were just like, oh, you guys aren't going to make it. You guys should probably just get divorced <laughs> to the to the point where like the married couple would be like, wait, what? That's not why we're here. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm listen, I will take your money if you want to spend, you know, twelve thousand dollars over the next whatever months and I will try to fix this and can I will take your money. And then you'll still be miserable. It's up to you. You let me know what you want to do. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you guys are a good fit. Which, by the way, makes you an amazing, which no, which makes you great <clears throat> podcast host. It does. 
the fact that you guys conflict conflict is interesting right you know having people like each other and stuff there's either two ways of conflict you either genuinely just don't like each other or you argue or you know you you have sex um gross since i know you guys aren't having sex no i know the other two but it makes for a good podcast well um i'll say yeah, this. If you guys were mar- if it was a marriage i would just say just get divorced it's not gonna work yeah uh, well thanks what, what advice would you give us to get along better i mean do you have any i don't want positive? you to get a, i don't want you to get along better it makes a better show if you don't get along. He is right. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I'll just say this. It's conflict's it entertaining. It, as far as without all the topics and all the bullshit we went through, I love her. I really do. Even if we break up again and we never talk again, I'll, I'll never say anything bad about her and I wish her the best. But I fucking can't stand her most of the time, right? <laughs> but that's honestly, well, listen, in this world, and I, I'm, I'm going to sort of half be serious and half joke, but in this world where we are so ridiculously polarized, yeah. okay, I, I think it's kind of, like, to me, right now, and we all live in this vacuum where, you know, whether it's through social media or our choice of friends or family that we no longer talk to, all we hear is our own viewpoints just back in our or parroted back to us mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah so we start thinking yeah that's all oh those people they're crazy okay yeah and we just and if somebody says something that we don't like we unfollow them we mute them we block them okay and we do that and that's the world we live in and that's on both sides okay mm-hmm. and to me it's kind of like no i mean the only way we're going to continue learning as as a people as a race as humanity it's like if we listen to the other side so the fact of the matter is like you guys are it's he said she said it's it's too completely diametrically opposed forces you know brought together by this ridiculous show and 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 the fact of the matter is it's entertaining because you guys have conflicts so yeah, yeah. keep All it I and i think that, if anything yeah, i think oh, this would hear, be better hear, humanity i think the world would be better <laughs> this on way. our shoulders <laughs> that's right i think the world would be better if more people actually did this though yeah i do rather, agree rather with than you. just hang out with like-minded I think individuals the edginess to it and the intensity of it makes for a better show i really do I've said this even when we were on breakup and I was in a spaces and stuff that I don't think I could find a, a co-host that I would be as interested in working with because of the diversity and because I get an adrenaline rush from all her bullshit. And- no, and listen, Nick, at the end of the day, I mean, you need somebody who's going to stand up to you. You know, you need somebody with, I with do. balls bigger. You need somebody with balls bigger than you. Yeah. And frankly, yeah, she has I've them. seen hers. Yeah, no, she has them. Massive. They're bigger than the ones that were on the chalkboard. Massive. Yeah. They're massive. Yeah. Yeah. She can fucking knock, my you, boyfriend in the, loves knock my you in the side of the head with them. And fucking- I mean, like I said, like, I've known Veronica a long time and I know the stuff she's gone through. Yeah. Dealing with you is dealing with you is one of the easiest things she's had to do with her life. <laughs> well, she doesn't do a very good job at it. Um, <laughs> I, OK, I'll tell you this. I, I, let's let's fight about this and tell me if Veronica, if you disagree or agree with this, there'll be a fun one piece. Do you think that I have more of an ability to listen to your stuff and your ideologies and all the stuff that I completely disagree with and be able to be calm and talk about it? Or do you think you're better at that? Oh, no, I I definitely think you're good at right. listening and uh, being open minded. OK, I, that's not a lie. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Now, see, her being honest like that, I respect that because that's, for me, one of the things that, like, if I just want to be myself and be honest and talk even off screen, it's like, I I don't want to be harangued for what I think, right? And so that's, now, I did a lot of things that she can tell you about. She has a whole list uh, that really bugged the shit out of her that I didn't even know. And so we are just oil and fire, but I love it. 
Oil and fire. Yeah, I mean, oil and uh, what vinegar. is it? Vinegar. No, it's oil and water. Gas. Uh, <laughs> it's whatever explodes. Yeah, it's whatever explodes. I guess if you have fire and you put oil on it, it you gets need bigger. Gas, air. What's and that fire? term? What is that term? That's the, that's how a car works. But but what's that term? You're like oil, oil and way, vinegar. I have, I have no idea what. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I know you have no idea what they're talking about either. Nobody knows. What nobody knows. About. Nobody, nobody knows. Nobody knows. But so tux advice: break up and put it to, throw in the towel. No, set it on fire. <laughs> yeah, actually set it on fire and stay in the room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. That's actually, that's my advice. Stay on fire, yeah, set it. it on fire and then and pour hey, more look, gasoline we already on have one podcast in the can, just her and I had time in my life. And I'm going to enjoy it for the next few weeks until it implodes. Yeah, it'll implode again. It will implode again. Um, are you have anything else for Tuck? Yeah, I just wanted to, uh, the one thing I wanted to ask him is um, when you're commentating, who... Two things. Who do you like commentating on the most? Who's your favorite person to watch and to commentate on? And why, when you're commentating on me, do you drag me more than any person on the I universe? I love that. I don't know if I drag. Well, well, pretty hard. He's so sensitive. I, I drag snowflake. you. <laughs> why for, do you okay. Like? I drag you for a few reasons. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know you can take it. Really? I know you won't take it personal. I don't from you. I, I understand that you, at this point in your poker career, yeah. and in this point in as a business man, you know what I'm doing, and you know why I'm doing it, mm-hmm. and I don't think like you've been made fun of and da da da, and it's just like okay, cool, you're going to be the folly of a lot of my jokes simply because I don't want to make fun of you know some you know some other player. Who might actually take it the wrong way. Yeah, you're right. Um, I even think and, sometimes... And, do you ever think sometimes some of the other play scrutiny... Did you see my, my text in the chat my in the chat the other night? Which you, one? There was, there was someone in a game that was very fun player wreck. And I forget what you were saying. And I text in there. I'm like, Tuck, Tuck, slow down, man. Because... Oh, I, you remember that? I don't know who it was. You know, I might... Listen, now, I might analyze somebody's play. I might, I might try to offer a, a what... Hey... I would do this. Your exact in this spot, quote or, was four times in a row. I have no idea what he was doing there. I literally yeah. have no. <laughs> but at the end of the day, listen, it might be a situation where it's just like I have no idea what they're doing there, but they're gambling. <laughs> right. And I try to point that out to people. Like, oh, no, I listen, the guy wants to gamble. Fun. Yeah. And at so, the end of the day, it's one. Of the, it's always funny. It's like people like to criticize somebody. Be like, it's their money. They right. Let them do what they want to do with it. Exactly. But I, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm very cognizant of the fact that we. We are reliant on our players, our player pool. Yes. And if I make them feel like shit every time they come on the show, first of all, who am I to do that, number one? And number two, if I do that, they won't play on the show. That's stupid bit. That doesn't work, right? Yes, true. But I would you want to make fun of you because it's fun. <laughs> uh, Who's your favorite uh, person yeah, to I mean, do commentary on or to watch? Oh, man. I, I'm trying to think. Karen. No. <laughs> Definitely not Karen. I don't dislike Karen. I think it was fun. It was a fun show. But no, that's not my favorite. They were harmless. I, it's a, yeah, it's a hard question to answer. Um, you know, I like people that... I, I like people that, that talk, but also realize that they're not the entire show. Um, yeah, makes you sense. You know, like, like I, I, I can go to a, different, a few different places. Like, I love, like, a Chance Corneth, you know? Um, I thought Heralbus was really interesting. Like, I, I'm very happy to commentate on somebody like that. Um, I thought Rob Young was really Rob cool. Rob Young you know? is so charismatic, so fun. Yeah, very charismatic. And like Tony G, who I've commentated on now for 
almost 20 years. Yeah. First time I commentated on him was back in the UK 17 years ago. So like a Tony G who, you know, he, he takes time to annoy his opponents, but he's also playing poker and he's got that game. Tony, Tony G, Rob Young, those kind of guys, like if there's the, the right mix of table talk with actual poker, with banter. I think some of the best that, table talk was the night when Doug Polk was on with Rob Young and Herolibus and Doug Tom Polk, Juan. for example. That was great. Listen, he, Doug Polk <clears throat> is, uh, he is genuinely one of, I think he is one of the most entertaining. There's no, yeah. there's a reason why he has. He was the star of the show. The brand on show. he has. Yeah. He is the star of the show. He's a, he is, I love Doug. I have a lot of, I mean, and people he's think dragged he's me through a, the mud sometimes, but I have a lot of respect and for And people Doug. think he's such yeah. an a-hole, but like, I genuinely he think he's one of the kindest people I've met in poker. He, I really he, like but him. But he's also, listen, he's also an asshole. He is an yeah. asshole. Yeah. He, I but really also, like him. I don't care. Listen, Bart Hansen at my, at my wedding, Bart Hansen was my best man at my wedding. And he, his, his speech was when I first met David, I thought he was a prick. Okay. Now I know he's a prick, <laughs> but that doesn't mean, but that doesn't mean like, like, listen, like, like Doug Polk's an asshole. Right. He's also incredibly generous yeah. and right. fun and charismatic and charming. Yeah. He's all those things. Yeah. He's very which talented. Which is what makes him, which business. is what makes it, and like very talented, which is what makes him interesting. Yeah. I don't want to sure. watch boring people. I want to watch. I want to watch actual, you know, real people. And we're all assholes sometimes. We can all be bitches sometimes. Yeah, totally. I love it. That's a great answer. Looking at the biggest one right here. Who are you? <laughs> we both look at each other. Yeah, yeah you. you. Yeah, you. <laughs> all right. Well, again, we are here with David Tuckman, Valerie Brill. I am Nick Fertucci. This was the Nick Fertucci Show. Envy out. 